Christian Medical and Dental Association of Nigeria Student Arm presents the maiden edition of online conferences, Prayer and Missions Conference 2020, with the theme, Arrows in His Quiver. Three platforms, 16 speakers, delegates from all across Nigeria and overseas. It was a life-changing experience for many. Brace up as you listen to power-packed messages and parallel sessions on issues pertaining the Christian medic. God bless you as you listen. Let's, Let's welcome, welcome our speaker. It's God's plan that um, we should co-interact together. Now, let's look at... You have... I try to um, put them under four kinds of relationships. Relationship here is usually by blood. Okay, so because this person is my parent, the other one is my sibling, the other one is my relative, far cousin, in-law, close cousin, and all of that. Okay, so that's the kind of relationship, family relationship. So you find that that relationship is naturally designed, you know, and sometimes you cannot easily opt out of that relationship. So things go bad, people try to fix them, just because they are related by blood, they have to stick together. Now you have the others called friendship, where they are related by choice, you know, and one another to work together, and that is by friendship. So we choose our friends, but we don't choose our family. Okay? We naturally fall into a group of persons that we call family, but we choose our friends. Now, the acquaintances, people who are related to by reason of uh, maybe finding ourselves in the same space. Okay, we didn't really choose to, you know, be friends with them, so to say. So, like your classmates, like people who are, you know, your neighbors, by reason of acquaintances. You might, of course, greet them once in a while, talk to them, check on them, how are you feeling, and then you are not feeling all right. They are just acquaintances. You might not share so much of your personal life, they just find themselves in your natural space. Now, you have the last one, which is what we find usually in um, uh, marriages, okay, where there's a relationship, of course, it's by choice, but it's an extension of friendship, okay, that where there's some form of deep emotional, physical, in marriage, you see, you make commitments before God, before man, you know, at the altar, signing legal forms, and all of that. So that's deep emotional and physical um, um, components that's added to the friendship makes it intimate otherwise romantic. Now, why do we need relationships? We need relationships to take away loneliness for emotional and psychological well-being. You know, when people are isolated, especially you find people who maybe they are isolated in a prison and um, they are all alone in that prison for maybe one month, two months, three months, or even longer, depending on why they choose to do that. If some of them come out and they become psychologically something else. Some of them come out and they have psychiatric issues. Just because your psychological well-being, you need association. We need relationships to grow and to learn about ourselves and others. Yeah, so you find, oh, I don't know about this, but I think so-and-so so person will do. So you try to reach them, try to contact them. How do I go about it? So it is for us to grow, for us to learn about ourselves, about our others, and even about other things apart from us. So we need relationships for support in times of weakness. I'm going through so-and-so, which show that can I be Okay, those are part of the reasons why we need relationships. We need them for counsel. When we are at crossroads, I don't know what to do. What should I do? So I think this morning, a very close friend of mine, we have been friends for since 2009, when we were in medical school, we were friends together. You know, and then this morning, he's having some issues with reaching a decision on relationship. He knows who to call. 
Okay. And then he called me this one, he talked about it, he looked at the dynamics and everything involved. That is one of the reasons why you have relationships. So you see, he kept relationship with me, sustained our association. And how many years down the line? 11 years. This when you are at crossroads, you can always use these relationships for reflection and self-evaluation. Oh, I've done so, so and so, and I'm not sure if I did this thing right. Of course, your friend is in a very good place to tell you without fear, without favor, that um, I don't think you said that thing right. I don't think you, you know. So it's for reflection, for fun and satisfaction, especially in that last type of relationship I talked about. Okay, for fun, the social fun, of course, the marriage, even for physical satisfaction. Now, what are the pillars of a good relationship? A very good relationship or association between people is founded on these seven things. Okay, you know, good relationships. One is trust, 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 trust. I have really been bonded with for a very long time. You know, I usually say that um, if for any reason I, I, I don't know, if for any reason I, I can give away my account details, he's somebody I can work. That's trust, you know. So building trust. We're not in the same location, but I can tell you if he has access to my bank app, I will go to heaven and come. It's one of the pillars of a good relationship. Loyalty and commitment, you know, being committed to whatever the boundaries and the circumstances of that relationship is, is one of the things that make associations. Respecting space, respecting age, respecting preferences, respecting so many things, you know. Mutual respect, it helps to, you know, make relationships stand and be sustained. I like that. I'm not comfortable with this. Instead of bottling it up, you mention them. As you do that, it strengthens and, of course, those are the things here. Empathy, putting yourself in their shoes. At times when they are challenged and all that and all that, putting yourself in their shoes. If I were the one, would I want somebody to respond to me like this? Let's say a friend made a mistake. You know, you, if you respond with empathy, you notice that your response will not be focused on damaging them or blaming them or judging them. Equity. You know, people say equality, equality. But the truth is, if, if uh, we all apply equality, <laughs> then fine. Now, let me explain the difference and why um, I'm talking about equity in, as a pillar. Now, you, if, let's say, we have, I want you to put on your imagination cap. Um, let me describe one feet. Okay, and um, the tallest person in this class is six feet, and that should be me. Yeah, and um, the shortest person is four feet tall. Okay, good. Okay, so that should be you, and um, six feet, you are four feet. Now, the two C above the seven feet wall. Now, I would need just something above one feet block to stand on since I am six feet. You would need something above three feet height of a block to stand on. So you can see, whereas I'm giving one feet and something, you know, block or table to stand on. It is equity. So equity con considers our privileges, okay? Whereas equality gives everybody the same thing. Now let's look at this. And I'm given one feet block and you, who is four feet, you are given one feet block. I have, I have, we have been treated equally. That's equality, isn't it? But you will not see about the wall. I will see about the wall. So in every relationship, we must consider first what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, and we must treat ourselves according to this. Okay, not um, what I have done to you. You must, you know, there are a few persons who are strong and you know try to handle them according to their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, somebody is drawing over your screen. Please try to yes undo what you have done because you are writing. Yeah, I'm sure you will know that um, you are the one on the screen. But when do we establish or build relationships? When exactly do we start doing it? You do it every time. We 
um, every single day that you are in a relationship with anybody, and relationship here is not fiancé, fiancé, no, it's not that. I mean, every day, all kinds of relations, you spend every single day in a little more of that as we move on. Now, you also build relationships before you need them. Yeah, before you need them. Okay, so what you will need tomorrow from this relationship tomorrow? Are you abusing this person verbally today? Are you abusing this person by denying them privileges? Are you abusing them in whatever way possible? Okay, in at the times when you need that relationship, it will not be there and need something out of that relationship. And you also build in times of crisis. Okay, in times of crisis, you can combat the times of quarrel, the times of crisis, times of misery for your friendships. Yeah, there are a few things you can do in those times strengthen your relationship. In fact, usually when relationships go through difficult times, that relationship becomes stronger. Okay, so in times of crisis, how we respond, meaning where we move from there. Crisis ends some relationship, but for some, it strengthens them. They are maturely, usually they are going to move on. Now, how do we build a sustained relationships? How exactly do we build? Now, I've tried to list out these 12 things that I think are very, very them. I want to go through them. The first thing is to define the scope of the relationship. When you know what the boundaries are in a relationship, when you're not easier to know where you should start, where you should stop. In fact, it creates, you know, it creates room for understanding. Let's say find ourselves in the same place. Of course, the issue of jealousy will not come into it. Okay, why should I be jealous about my classmate who is having a discussion with another? Yeah, I'm a girl, and he's talking to somebody who's another. If we understand that what we are doing in our study group is just study as classmates, which classifies us just as acquaintances, then there will be no room for jealousy. So try this the first place. And you see I'm spending time on it. We do a lot of assumptionships today, you know, and um, we create time reading around my room. Don't assume. Don't assume. That assumption is what will start breaking down the relationship. Likes, your dislikes, your challenges, and what, what, what. Talk. Talk. There are some of us who we usually think that um, the other person is, um, I don't know, I just don't know how to put it. We think maybe they are, they are seers, they are, they are prophets or something. They, they just must know what is on our mind. Life does not work that way. It does not work that way. Okay. So do not assume. Communicate. I don't like this. I like this. Uh, okay. Don't say this kind of things to me. It, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't go down well when you use this expression. Or, oh, this is why I've not been sending messages very often. Okay. Yeah, I'm having, you know, especially in this either classmates, prayer group mates, and what sort of other mates are all in their houses. And you notice that this person is not coming online. This person is not checking. I'm only the one saying hi. I'm only the other one saying hello. You really don't know what is happening with that person. Communicate. Don't sit down and then build up grudges. And the person is there sick. Or the person is there. The mother and the father are finding it hard to eat. Or this person is not coming online because they do not have data. You know, it could be anything. You must communicate. Speak. You must communicate. Number three, avoid assumptions. I think I tried to talk about that earlier. Avoid assumptions and any poorly informed conclusions. Don't be in a hurry. I've known them. I've known them to be very close. When I mean very close, in fact, I thought at the point that they were in, you know, a romantic relationship. But they are just close. Very close. And then this the lady came out. This guy listened to... I tried to listen to all the complaints. And at the end of the day, I asked, have you asked him? She now paused. She plastered for over seven. Have you asked him? I said, no. Simple. I'm not saying anything about all the allegations, all the assumptions, all the conclusions. Please go and ask him. What is the problem? Is he like this before? No, go and ask him. And just yesterday, she came back to tell me that uh, um, 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 it was actually nothing. You see? So why break down this strong relationship? Actually, relationship with friendship that I admire from it. Number four, curbing excesses. Try not to encroach into people's privacy, especially when not invited. You know, curb your excesses. Some of us are naturally probers. 
you want to what is a boy she was she not you want to prove you don't include you especially when not necessary when not called for you are not married or something like that you know or being excessively possessive you know even if you're in a relationship of course it doesn't mean my wife cannot talk to and our neighbor but cannot talk to the other person in class and things like that how do you want others to treat you the way you want them to treat you try to treat them the same start understanding a mutual adaptation yeah there are communication tools in relationship the more you talk the more you talk the more you communicate the more you do things together academic things the other things whatever thing depending on your relationship you can see i'm trying not to be specific okay but when you do when you work together what you like what you don't like in these situations in the other situations and you move better sacrifice for one another okay according to your capacity you can also give okay you must not be giving physical gifts maybe you can't afford them or you can give time you can give that the person needs okay that you can give of course within the boundaries of purity show up and give appreciation and return i'm really really grateful thank you so much thank you so much not uh, bring that in see your head so this, this is what you bought for me this is this all you could buy for me from your corona when we are very close sometimes we can say those sarcastic things and all that but after the play don't forget say thank you thank you very much you know thank you hold on this person has made an error hold on for a minute okay before you judge this person before you condemn this person before you say something yeah we agreed what the person did is wrong but don't go excessively fault finding like the scribes and pharisees and then um, you know um, dwelling on faults apologize when you are wrong okay and also apologize when the other person is hurt in the early days when i started um, in a relationship with my wife practically everything i say yes i will not only apologize because i am wrong even if i am right if my being right makes you feel hot then i will apologize as well that's the correct thing well, i'm sorry you felt bad that i did this thing it doesn't mean i'm wrong but i'm sorry that you felt bad that i did this so it helps to build it sustains and strengthens relationships separate and you share okay we are fighting over a pot of indomie let the issue be the part of indomie don't two of you are separate imagine issues separate new challenges or imagine whatever it is separate them from what the two of you share okay if we're talking about the part of not turn it back and say you know so you see that's why your head and uh, then before you know it all started and of course we start damaging each other and the part of indomie is right there on the floor on hot and change but both of you will leave that conversation totally different people separate issues from the bond you share. I accept disagreements in good faith. No problems. Everything. You must not agree on everything. Trust me. There's no relationship on earth, okay, that they agree on everything. We all have that little, no matter how bonded, you may not all fancy together. I've been with my wife as friends for over, um, for about um, 10 years, you know, as friends, and then as a couple for about three to four years now. You know, so, um, but even at that, despite sharing this decade of friendship we still do not agree on everything now talk less of people who are just friends so i don't agree with this it should not change what you share it is natural it is totally natural it should not define how committed the person now i will end with this concept of emotional bank accounts this is the concept to which I have enriched my, when I mean vast network, a very vast network. Let me share, before I come to this, um, was it two years ago, my wife needed to do something in a call and um, it's an emergency, we were all in trouble. I said, okay, let me make a call. And then I called a, a within, within the same day, 
And then we needed something to do in another country. I said, okay, let me call somebody. I called A and A called B. And we had some of the countries in the world. I have some degree of assurance that if I need anything, even in Iraq, I'll get somebody to do it for me. Why? It is this concept of emotional bank accounts. And I was explain Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Effective People. If you can grab that book to read, it will be a very good way to enrich yourself. It's up in a relationship over time. You know, now the currency, the currency of this bank account is what is trust. Trust is the currency, building trust, building trust, strengthening and strengthening in whatever kind of relationship you are in. So you build trust, you build trust over and again. Now I think there's um, there are a few things here. Okay, there are about 10 things vest into your emotional bank account. Now I want you to know this every single person, every single person has an emotional bank account, but sadly, some people are aware that they do. Some people are not aware. Those who are aware, some in their emotional bank account. That's why they do not have a network. They find themselves in trouble. They do not have anybody to run to, nobody to help them. You know, and of course, there are some people like us who keep depositing over and again. Now, how do you deposit? Number one, say nice words. Our coordinators today, and I think she's in this session, the national mission secretary. These are people who are quite younger than I am. You know, some of I know some of you when I graduated from medical school, you were still in junior secondary, or you were some even, you know, uh, yeah, you are not in university yet. But if you know, I don't want to scroll through the participant list, now you find that I keep I would always say something sweet, something good, something you know, you yeah, always say something nice to in my emotional bank, in, in my emotional bank account in in your hands. Say nice words often. Oh, you look good today. I like your scarf. You know, oh, your scarf looks nice. Wow, this shirt looks different. You know, it makes you unique today. Nice words. You are buying space in this person's heart. And that is a bank account. It is a resource. It is better than cash. You may need it 20 years from now. Seek first to understand. You know, pause. Listen. Understand where this person is coming from before you respond. Okay. When you do that, you are strengthening your relationship. Always show empathy. Always show empathy. Put yourself in their shoes first. Next, yourself. I know, um, isn't it? I don't mind that I'm using you today to make a lovely example. If you have attended IMM before, when they are sharing food, you notice that um, if you come ahead, no, 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 don't worry, no, 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 just go, just go, just go. What am I doing? I'm depositing in my emotional bank account. Now I'm sharing my secrets with you anyway. Yeah. It is humility. It is the Christian life. But when it comes to psychology of friendship, psychology of relationships, that is what I am doing. So tomorrow, if somebody is talking to me, talking negatively about me at the back, I just imagine what I just said now. You know, a few of you who know me personally, if somebody is saying something negative, I may not be there to defend myself because I have deposited myself naturally speaking about it. Be more proactive than reactive. Try to invest before. How do I explain this? Um, try to do these investments, you know before they are requested for. Don't wait to say nice words when uh, the person has said, uh, you know, what kind of relationship you share. Yeah, so try to be more proactive. Say those nice words without them being asked for. Focus on relationships and not resources. Um, I started a contract today, um, uh, you know, involving a number of people. Yeah, they've, they've thrown in very large chunks of all of that, you know. But when I started speaking with them today, I told them, of course, I know what I'm doing. It's emotional bank account. No, I told them something. I said, this, our transaction is not because of ownership that we are starting. And I saw the look on their face. I tell you, honestly, <clears throat> when you live like that, those are the people that will bring you more resources. Whatever resources you get from them. 
Okay, take care of yourself. You need to be psychologically healthy for you to, yeah, you can't deposit what you don't have. Okay, so if you have niceness in you, then you can say nice words to others. If you have, you know, if you have friendliness in you, then you can be friendly to others. Try, if, if you are kind to yourself, only then can you show empathy to others. Yeah. I can't remember anybody who has left me. Yeah, I may, I may make some errors once in a while. Things, of course, is natural. I mentioned this earlier, will make mistakes. But even in the whole setting, when you take a panoramic view of all that has transpired in our relationship, it's something I keep trusting God every day to do, to leave others better than I have met them. You know, very recently, not just recently, yesterday. Yeah, I called my wife, I said, come, I think you should do this. I won't tell you the details. I think you should do this and this and this. She said she has not talked about it. She, she, so we talked about it in detail. What am I doing? I'm depositing in my emotional bank account. Now, whether she chooses to do it or not, she will realize that I want to make her better than she is. And that is something you should carry all the time. You know, who you meet today, make them better than you met them. And lastly, don't let life change who you are, even when your level changes. And immediately you just jump out, um, you know, and start receiving your first comments and that. You, know, you suddenly have a, you have a social shoulder pad, you know, your shoulders will get so high, you will not be totally ignoring some messages and things like that. You are now big, you have arrived. No, don't allow life to change who you are, okay? Don't allow life to change who you are. You see the way I am now, the way you are listening to me now. Find anybody who knows me from 10 years ago, from 20 years ago. I don't think I have changed. It's just my bank account that has changed. You understand now? I know you do, yeah. You know, so my bank account has changed. My portability was not there before. I have a child. All of those are the things that life makes to change around us. But the person should not change. You know, and when you maintain that consistency in life, you know, you maintain that consistency in life. Yeah, it's relationships around you. I'm going to conclude with this scripture. Third John. Third John verse two. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would your soul. Thank you so much, dear Lord, for this time of interaction. Thank you for strengthening us. We pray, Lord, that you will help our soul to grow, to sustain the relationships you bring our way. Blessed be your name. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for listening. I hope you were blessed. For more information, you can log on to www.cmdnigeria.org.